0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the "Say As It Is" with Pete podcast series. I'm Pete, your host, and each week I will bring you some frank and honest conversations covering various topics from learning and development, friendships, funding, HR, strengths, recruitment, ESG, well-being, EDI, employability, and much, much more. So let's get this week's episode underway and say as it is. Hi everybody and welcome to another exciting episode of Say As It Is with Pete. And I'm your host as always, Pete. And as we continue this thought-provoking Say As It Is conversation around apprenticeship engagement this month for August's theme. As if you didn't know, the new apprenticeship funding year always starts in August and goes through to July. So as we continue to look at apprenticeship engagement... This episode, we are going to be exploring and looking at measuring the success of your apprenticeship program or programs within your organization. Now, as you know, or most of you will know, I am a big advocate or ambassador of apprenticeships and I have been for many, many years and I've been delivering and involved in apprenticeships in different levels from sitting on the trailblazer boards to chairing a trailblazer board to um, delivering apprenticeships from an employer provider side whether that be an IQA or an apprenticeship tutor to also delivering it within uh, the organization and working with providers to bespoke apprenticeships to make them more fun engaging and rewarding for apprentices within the organization that I work for and I have also helped organizations kind of understand apprenticeships and see how they can adapt them and embed them within their organization. So there's a little bit of consultancy on the side there that I do from time to time. I'm very outspoken about apprenticeships and I have the pleasure of working with some real industry uh, professionals out there. And I'm going to name one of them. His name is Lee Hill. He works for Learning Curve. And I've known Lee for a good few years now. And we are uh, work colleagues or um we are in partnership with work because they uh, learning curve provide apprenticeships to my organization but lee is also a great friend of mine and um i can always bounce things off lee which is always great and i have worked with lee in many forms looking at bespoking apprenticeships to make them more fun and engaging um with our apprentices and look about how we can measure success and i'm proud to say and delighted to announce that there will be a uh say as it is with pete bonus episode with myself and lee hill soon discussing apprenticeships in a little bit more detail from the provider side so watch out for that episode that is up and coming now without further ado let's buckle up and get this fretting ride of this episode on its uh tracks and me stop rambling so here we go guys now apprenticeships so You know, we know that apprenticeships are the path to the world of work. And in the spotlight today, I'm going to be looking at the hospitality sector where every detail counts, especially in the UK's vibrant hotel scene. And although I'm talking about hospitality, guys, I will admit that this can relate to uh, normal apprenticeships in any organisation and any sector so hospitality's rising stars and this is housekeeping and yes housekeeping because it is close to my heart in the job that i do every single day at the moment and trust me i'm not just restricted to housekeeping i do other things as well um so housekeeping well often housekeeping is the unsung heroes in the world of hotels now in hospitality especially in housekeeping they ensure every guest feels at home away from home now in the uk it's um with its rich tapestry of boutique inns and luxury resorts so housekeeping is the heart that keeps the hospitality beat going and i always say that hotel is the heart or should i say? housekeeping is the heart of any hospitality and hotel. And without that beating heart, you don't have a hotel. And if you didn't know, 75% of revenue comes from your rooms revenue. Um so when hotels are making money, 75% of that comes from hotels or hotel rooms rather than F and B. And the remainder is built up of F and B revenues. A little bit of useful or, or or useless information there. But why are we measuring success? Now Imagine hosting a party about checking in um, that your guests are having fun. Sad, sad really, isn't it? Now, we measure to ensure um, our apprentices are not just attending the party, but um, are also dancing and enjoying Every beat of that drum. And it's important to measure your success because you can measure your achievements of your apprenticeships. So, for example, how many start to how many actually achieve and actually look at that achievement rate and compare it to the national apprenticeship achievement uh, figures that get released every year. And you'll be surprised uh, to see the actual achievement rate for apprentices at the different levels and the different sectors. So see how you measure up and you'll be pleasantly surprised as i have been um within the organization that i work for and i'm happy to say that our apprenticeships are above the national average happy days so go and have a look and see where your apprenticeships measure up now some key performance indicators or those lovely kpis for housekeeping apprenticeships and although i'm talking about kpis for housekeeping apprenticeships do not worry you can uh you know translate these into kpis for your apprenticeships so let's talk success in the world of um fluffed pillows and gleaming floors. So retention rates. Now retention rates are um our apprentices staying for the long haul or are they just staying for the short term? So measure the the duration that apprentices are staying. So you know are they staying on the program for three, six, twelve or the eighteen months? And why are they staying or actually why are they not staying? You know, you have to look at those retention rates because if you're putting Two, three hundred people through, but you're only achieving a 50-60% rate on on your achievements. Something's wrong. So, what's going on? Then look at skill acquisition. So, are they mastering the art of a perfect bedfold and the sciences behind spotless bathrooms? So, you, you've got to think, you know. Th- they're going to learn skills, so they're going to learn the knowledge, skills, and behaviours within a qualification. Now, I know with the hospitality apprenticeship is currently being rewritten, and I'm going to keep my mouth zipped on that one because I'm part of that trailblazer board, and also I have been the chair uh, for that board. But due to recent activities, unfortunately, guys, I've had to step back from being chair because of other commitments um, within the organisation, which has taken my time away. So I was a little bit sad to relinquish my chair position, but it doesn't matter. I still have a very big input on that one Um, and I uh, will ever foresee that going forward even more. But we need to think about the skills they're learning. So what are they learning from it? It's just not the knowledge and the theory, but it's also got to be why are they doing certain things. So I run a, a, a program within the organization now called Aloha, which is the Aspiring London Omni Housekeeping Academy. And I've written the curriculum and framework for that training program to show that people can actually learn things and they're actually gaining the knowledge, skills and behaviors that they need for their role. And that's what you need to be doing for this, is actually look at are they mastering the skills they need as well as the science behind it obviously but are they mastering those skills Think about also feedback from your apprentices. So are they feeling valued or just part of the furniture? So what I would recommend any employee do is that you hold an apprenticeship time to talk. Now, a time to talk is kind of like a round table and you get all your apprentices together, whether it be to do with one qualification or whether it to be with the qualification as a whole. And get new ones, current apprentices, those that are even coming to an end. Even those that have achieved in the past, pull them together. Um, It can be an hour and a half. doesn't have to be an all day thing or half a day thing. It can be an hour and a half with some tea, coffee, have a breakfast one or a lunch one, uh, some pizza, some nibbles, whatever it may be. But you could have a, a table with all the apprentices and some flip chart paper, and get them to think about the positives and the improvements. So that's the positives of the of the apprenticeships and the improvements they'd like to see, and things that they felt would have helped them in the process of the uh, outreach to them getting on their qualification to their induction to their enrollment um, to the delivery to the tutor support to the resources and materials to the software and programs they're using online did they enjoy functional skills i know most people don't like maths and english but did they could it be improved more you know it's great doing a survey and sending out a blanket survey and hoping that everybody clicks and answers that survey but to be honest we're not in a pandemic anymore, guys. We can still do face-to-face. And I still have people that attend meetings or training sessions wearing face masks because they want to be cautious and I totally understand. So bring them all together. Let them meet each other. And that's one great great way for apprentices to network with each other and celebrate achievements. But it's also a great way to get people from all experiences to have an honest, frank conversation around that apprenticeship delivery. Because course evaluations can be great, but are they honest? Don't bring or bring the provider into that or a tutor into that uh, session or that forum. It should be a forum where they feel safe and comfortable, but also it should be a forum where they feel that they can be open and honest and just say as it is like i do um but you know let them get things off their chest and let them say what they need to say um as we say transparency is the key and open and honesty is the best policy now roi so return on investment so are our training programs giving us the five star results or are they just average reviews Again, your return on investment is looking at that feedback. Are your employees staying? Are you getting value for money out of your apprenticeships? Could you be delivering certain parts of your apprenticeship to make them more fun, rewarding and engaging? How are you seeing those that go through the apprenticeship to those that don't? So you may have a management program where people spend 12 to 18 months on apprenticeship. Or those that just go through a standard management training. Just measure it. See what that return on investment is. And are you getting your money's worth? Because I know some providers that will sell you the universe, but just give you a rock. Um, And I hate to say that, but they do. They can sell you the world, but then give you nothing. It's like buying a Ferrari and you get a camel what am I saying? I'm just being honest. I know some providers listen to this and I'm sorry, I have to be honest and I'm going to be frank and honest and this is part of this podcast is there are providers that will sell you everything in the world, promise you the world, but give you nothing. And then you start questioning and querying and you've got to have a provider that is going to listen to you and be open and honest and deliver what they say they're going to deliver. And if they don't cut it, get your apprentices through and find another provider and in some cases in my organization i have been cutthroat with some providers and i've been too open and honest and some providers like it some don't some will try and pull the wall over your eyes but i'm sorry guys don't stand for it and if you ever have those tricky conversations do let me know i'd love to hear your thoughts but i would also love to say part in them anyway moving on job placements so you got to think are our apprentices um you know checking into career suites or still in the lobby you've got to you've got to think about that apprenticeship placement you know is it just the bog standard come in make beds do this do that you know you've ticked the boxes scenario on an apprenticeship yep you're done well done thank you very much No, let's not do tick box scenarios. Apprenticeships must be engaging. You know, they're going to learn extra things. So in the apprenticeship program, it may be that, yes, their focus is on housekeeping and yes, they're going to be making beds. But then again, you might split it up and let them go and experience what it might be like to be an office coordinator. So what do the office coordinators do? What do the supervisors do? What do the heads or deputies do as housekeepers? You know, what do porters do? Um, You know, what does the linen porter do in the laundry room? You know, it, it's all these things that they need to know because it's all about the bigger picture. Whether they spend one, two, three days or they spend a week in that department learning, that's not bad. And if you've got five different roles, that's five weeks in a year where they're going to be out Not cleaning rooms, Um, big deal. You can do it in the quiet time, not during summer, obviously, as we all know, it gets very, very busy and there's lots of rooms to clean, but do it in the quiet periods, which is normally January through till March or mid-September through till November. Give them time to experience other areas of the business and the bigger picture. Offer them other things, other qualifications, other courses within the delivery, this can be from mental health first aid training, to health and safety training, to um, other bits and pieces that you feel may be relevant to them to learn. And I'm going to come on to it in a minute, but also offer them Strengthscope, that them to identify their significant sevens their bubbling unders and their drainers really take the apprenticeship to the next level because if you have an outstanding and engaging apprenticeship that is successful and everybody existing employees and new employees are eager to get on and enroll on then happy days you have a win-win so as i say those are some key performance indicators, and I'll just go over them again. So you're going to be looking at retention rates, skill acquisition, feedback from your apprentices, your ROI, and your job placements. Now, Stremoscope. And I'm sure you would have guessed I would have come on to this. And I have done a podcast on this before. So please go back and listen to that episode about scopes in apprenticeships because it's key to, to listen to that. And as a scope Master Practitioner and the founder of CreativeMind.Zone, I am a great advocate and ambassador for strength scope and i believe it works especially when strength scope is the compass for early year navigation now i know there have been certain things out on strength scopes linkedin pages etc around about early careers and i'm a big 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 advocate for this because um i did make a comment on there and simon from strength scope did comment and i replied back um but you know i do think that um you know, when we're looking at the generations, uh, there are so many different generations out there—from the baby boomers to the millennials to Generation um, Z, Generation X, and now we have Generation Alpha there's so many different generations that i think using strength scope is a great way of pulling all those generations together and leaning on each and strengths to maximize our best and get us from those pathway of limitations to the pathway of possibilities and also support us with you know getting to that zone of peak performance now um when we look at entering strength scope think of strength scope as a gps for apprenticeships especially in early careers so it helps individual as i say helps individuals identify their significant seven strengths it's also ensuring they're not just fitting into roles but thriving in them So in the dynamic world of hospitality, where adaptability is key, Strengthscope can be the tool that sets apprentices on the path of continuous growth. And as I said, it takes an apprentice from a pathway of limitation to that amazing pathway of possibility by them identifying their significant sevens, their bubbling unders, which are their strengths that they have the potential to be great at and their energy drainers or the things that zap them. And I love StreamScope, and I think you all know that. And if you are wanting to embed Scope into your apprenticeship programs as an add-on, then please reach out to me at pete at creativemind.zone, and I'm more than happy to pick that conversation up with you, as I am with, Sarah, with some current uh providers or and clients, uh, potential employers that are looking to do that. And I'm having some great conversations and hopefully that will lead into some great success and business. But I do strongly recommend any employer or provider listening out there, it's time to embed strengths in your early careers navigation. As I said, scope is your GPS uh, in your early careers. So get emailing. Again, email Pete at creativemind.zone. Now, challenges in measuring your success. Now, every journey has its bumps. And in a world of apprenticeships, it's no different. Um, there are lots of bumps along the road. Um, now. Nah subjectively uh, one person's excellent service might be another's good enough and long-term versus short-term are we looking at a guest book or are a long-term guest loyalty and you need to think about the challenges you're going to come up against now we know or i know especially being part of the social recruitment advocacy group um and also working in industry for nearly two decades. Um, Hospitality is a challenge. And, you know, look, we want to make sure that apprenticeships last within hospitality. And hospitality isn't just a summer job or a part-time job or a seasonal job. You know, hospitality is a career. And I've gone from working in airline industries to, you know, using those skills and adapting in hospitality i've been a duty manager i worked in reception concierge sales events um you know i've worked in fmb i was in housekeeping i think i made my way around the whole of the hotel and look where i am today i am a head of learning and development for an organization that oversees housekeeping within the hospitality sector but i'm also a skilled and trained qualified trainer and teacher i'm also a strength scope master practitioner um, i'm an Apollo mentor uh, for hospitality and if you want to know more about mentoring um then which I'm going to come on to a bit later, then reach out to a Toto or reach out to me and I can put you in contact with the amazing people at Atollo Mentorship um, and B, step up and be a mentor within an industry. Um, but you've got to think about the challenges we all face. And some of those are going to be whether people think hosp- there is a career in hospitality. And is there a career in doing housekeeping? Yes, there is. I always say to the guys that join us, especially in the Aloha Academy, at Omni, is that if you join us, spend six months cleaning rooms. After six months, progress to becoming a supervisor. And that's a great thing about the team member hospitality qualification, is that you can spend that one year doing your, your qualification in housekeeping, but then you can do your next level, your level three in hospitality supervision, or even into management. And that's where you make your qualification at level two engage engaging get them to move around and see the bigger picture like we said um, previously if you've got an apprentice that's just doing housekeeping or, or cleaning rooms get them to spend that five weeks in a year looking at other roles and spending time in that role to see how that role has an impact within the department and the business you've got to make your apprenticeship engaging and you know that's one way to get over some of the challenges in measuring your success now, the UK perspective. Now, the UK's hospitality scene is like um, a grand tapestry from b bs in the Cotswolds to luxury suites in London. The need for skilled housekeeping is paramount. And uh, with tools like Strengthscope, we're ensuring our apprentices are not just working, but waving magic into every. Guests' experience. And, you know, look, once an apprentice identifies their strengths, um, it really helps them to adapt them into their working life uh, day to day, but also their personal life as well, uh, because strengths is very adaptable in both work and life balance. And I think it's key that we understand that there is that career. Um, and we do need really strong housekeepers. Um, and it's hard to find them because most of the experienced housekeepers that we see out there are currently happy within their roles and being paid good salaries. But again, that brings me to another element is paying the right wage for an apprentice. Now, you can go back and listen to, you know, the apprentice wage fair or not episode in season one um, and listen to the 528 uh, that you can pay an apprentice in in any apprenticeship and please do not pay the apprentice wage pay at least the national minimum wage of 10 pounds 40 or even more but also pay your existing staff more money come on the days of paying peanuts and pittance is ridiculous you know we've got to adjust salaries to meet the cost of living and other things i know People are saying, you know, look, margins and bottom lines and, you know, everything else. It's But but think of your employees. Your employees are key. And, you know, especially if apprentices, you know, they are our future. So we should be investing in them, especially if we're paying them at least the minimum wage to start with and then increase their salaries at certain points to meet the salary of a normal housekeeper within your hotel, or in your organisation. And that can be done for any apprentice and any apprenticeship in any sector. Um so uh tips for hotels and hospitality ventures so for all those hoteliers and hospitality uh, organizations out there here are some things i want you to think about uh, some as some tips for you so uh, stay updated so stay updated with um trends of change so ensure your apprenticeships are always Uh, in uh, vogue so make sure that they are always up to par they're current they're enjoyable they're engaging you know and stay up to date with all the latest trends especially within technology so our apprenticeships have been adapted with the wonderful uh, learning curve and Lee Hill to become environmental and sustainability, hospitality qualifications. So this is where we get our team members, where we've built in about sustainability, because in hospitality, sustainability is a big thing. But also for the organisation I work for, so is robotics. And we stay up to date with all the different trends in, you know, using robotic hoovers, using technology, looking at sustainability, so ESG. So always keep your apprenticeships up. To date and not outdated, so empower through feedback. So regular reviews can turn a good housekeeper into a great one. So regularly review the apprentices. I know providers will have you know four to six weekly reviews, but as a employer, I know it's hard to review a, um, a existing staff every day or every week or every you know three months, six months, twelve months, but you know, make time to review an apprentice's performance, you know, every four to six weeks as well. But also go and look at their rooms, go look at what they're doing um, and you will be surprised. Also foster community. So a connected team ensures every guest feels the warmth and talk about community. You know, you've got a whole team of housekeeping. From the head housekeeper to the supervisors to your housekeeping trainers, get people seeing the apprentices, know who they are, go and speak to them, ask them if they need any help or advice, say where are you with your apprenticeship, is there anything I can help with, why don't you come spend a day with me learning how to supervise, or let me show you why we do this. You know, really spend time with them. But also, if you've got various apprentices within the business, um, and like, for example, the company I work for, we have 120 hotels across the UK. So it's about networking all those apprentices on a housekeeping apprenticeship with each other and fostering that community. You know, because sometimes an apprentice can feel that they're alone, but they're not. Um, So you need to make sure you have a great community, but also fostering that community comes from the top. Your CEOs, your owners, your heads of departments, your directors within the business. Get them to see the apprentices, get them to reach out and say, hi, how are you? I hear you're doing an apprenticeship. How are you getting on? If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. You know, even as a team, you could create an email that recognizes who to contact on certain parts of the apprenticeship. So if it's in regards to anything that relates to HR or revenue or whether it's guest loyalty or anything like that. Point out who they can go to and speak to for some advice and guidance. Really build that community and support. So, as it says, it takes a community or a village to raise one person. So let's raise a whole city of apprenticeships and apprentices. I've said that the wrong way around, but you kind of know what I mean, right? And it's late in the day for me while I'm recording this episode. So please bear with me. Um, because I've been pulling some long days and long hours lately. So I'm trying to stay focused. But anyway, um, let's now move on um, to a little bit of, um, you know, our listener corner. Now, I have reached out to people again and looked at this, and I've had some questions thrown at me. So, over five people send me questions, and I'm going to answer them the best I can. So, as we look at listeners' questions in this part, um, I'm going to, as I say, answer the best ones I can. So, first question I got was How has the pandemic impacted apprenticeships and hospitality? Well, that's a great question. Now, the pandemic did slow things down. But it has also emphasised that the need for adaptability and resilience is required. Now, many apprenticeships went virtual, focusing on the theory, soft skills and virtual simulations. But I also have to say some apprenticeships were cut short within hospitality because employers felt that they couldn't carry them on. But actually, you still could carry on an apprenticeship in a pandemic. And within the organisation that I currently work for, we continue to, continued to support every apprentice during the pandemic, and you should do. Um, so it did have an impact. And, you know, we we did see a lot of organisations, um, you know, cut a lot of apprentices jobs, which was a shame. But it's good to see that now apprenticeships are starting to pick up. within we hospitality after the pandemic, and it's a great way to recruit some amazing hidden talent. So I hope that answered your question. So the second question I got was, are there specific courses or certifications that can boost an apprenticeship in housekeeping? Absolutely, yes. Um, certifications in hygiene standards, guest relations, or even um, interior uh, designing can give apprenticeships an edge, but also things like a health and safety qualification, mental health awareness, uh, mental health um first aid of qualifications and um, there are so many different add-ons and bulk cons that you can do so yeah you can and and for the company I work for we've added in things like uh, mental health uh, first aid of qualifications we've added in uh, health and safety at work level two and level three qualifications so we've bulked on more to help people gain more qualifications while they're with us so yes, there's lots more you can add on to bulk up an apprenticeship and make an apprenticeship more attractive. So I hope that answered your question as well. So uh, third question I got asked was, how does Strengthscope, I love this question, how does Strengthscope integrate with traditional apprenticeship models? Well, an even greater question. So Strengthscope complements traditional models by focusing on individual strengths. Now, as I say, these look at your 24-word strength. So we're looking at your uh, re- relational uh, strengths. We're looking at your um, thinking strengths. We're looking at your execution strengths. And we're also looking at your emotional strengths. But we're also identifying those significant sevens out of the 24, as well as your bubbling unders which are your strengths you have the potential to be great at and also your energy zappers but the big thing it's like a personalized roadmap guiding apprentices through their unique journeys and as I say it's about taking them from the pathway of limitation to the pathway of possibility and pulling on everything to get them into the zone of peak performance and with the Stremoscope leader, it can also help them build a leader brand, which I'm more than happy to talk to you about if you contact me via Pete at creativemind.zone. But I hope that answers your question, and I love that question about StremScope. So the fourth question I got asked was Are there opportunities for apprentices to work abroad or in international hotel chains? Well, guess what? Yes, many international hotel chains offer global exposure to apprentices, allowing them to experience diverse cultures and hospitality standards. And, you know, there are hotels or organizations out there that will allow them to um, do half of their apprenticeship here um, and a few months uh, out doing apprenticeships elsewhere. Now, last question I got asked was, how do hotels ensure the safety and well-being of apprentices, especially in these challenging times? Well, folks, listen up. Safety is paramount at all times. So from strict hygiene protocols to mental health support, hotels are going the extra mile to ensure that well-being. is on the top agenda for all their apprentices there's lots of the employee assist programs well-being programs and a lot more a lot of providers will offer um, safeguarding and other things as well um so yeah hotels really work you know tirelessly to make sure um that apprenticeships or apprentices sorry are adapted to look after the safety and well-being of any apprentice and with every employer provider and every provider, safeguarding and well-being is key for all. And there's always lots of training courses and information given uh, by uh, training providers when dealing with your apprentices on that. And that goes for the same for any sector. Safeguarding is key and well-being is key for every single apprentice under any apprenticeship program in any sector and industry. And it should be done by every employer um, because it's key to understand safeguarding and well-being should be at the top of agenda for all apprentices and if you want to create a well-being and safeguarding policy for apprentices within your organization then do reach out to me because i have written one for my own organization and also for when i was looking at becoming an employee provider so if you would like some further advice and guidance then please reach out to me now from the corridors of the UK hotels to the tools that shape our future stars. We've journeyed through um, the realm of apprenticeships in hospitality. And I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode as we've looked at how to measure success within your apprenticeship programs. And remember, it's not just about service, it's about creating experiences. Now, until next week's episode have a fantastic week um, remember you can always go back and listen to past episodes within season one and the current season two as well as previous bonus episodes from wherever you get your podcasts from whether that be apple podcasts spotify amazon samsung or rss or wherever you get them from go to them. remember to subscribe like share and give me some of your comments on this episode and if you do want to join in on any on the future episodes then please feel free to reach out to me and i would love to have you as a guest on a episode so until next week remember stay alert stay happy laugh lots don't work too hard and remember you are the most amazing Super fragileistic expialidocious person ever. So have a great week.